0: Radiant Wellness Podcast with myself, Jamie, and Laura. Here we connect you with inspiring experts in the areas of food, healing, mindfulness, emotional well-being, and spiritual actualization.
1: So we're very fortunate to have a very special guest, Michael Mastro, with us, who's been an important part of our company Boo Foods Evolution in terms of our spaces. Whenever we've gone to a new space, we always invite Michael in. And I'll just leave that out there as a teaser while I read his bio. So to help you understand why we invite him in and are so lucky to have had him with us in Southern California. So Michael Mastro is North America's, America's leading expert of Vastu, Jyotish and Vedic knowledge. For over 40 years, Michael has used Vastu for his clients to align homes and workspaces to optimize productivity, success, and well-being. Michael designed and built the first Microsoft building and many buildings for the Boeing company, employing the principles of Vastu. Corporate clients include the World Bank, NASA, Oracle, Microsoft, Nordstrom, Amazon, Boeing. Sirius XM, Pandora and Intel. Michael has been a teacher of yoga and meditation techniques since the early 1970s. Michael um, presented Vastu in the United Nations and has taught courses at the Chopra Center, Bastard um, University, Ayurvedic colleges throughout the world. He's also presented Vastu on the Dr. Oz show and has co-authored articles on the Dr. Oz expert site and on Chopra.com. Michael was named one of the top 100 trailblazers in yoga and Ayurveda in, in the world by Spirituality and Health Magazine. He has also received various awards and accolades for his work in the field of architecture design and Vedic sciences. So welcome, Michael. We're so honored to have you with us today. And I think our, our listeners will be so excited to um, experience your wisdom um, and your 40 years of of study. Um, it's, you know, when we invited you to Boo, I remember we also had Vastu class with you. Not only did you Vastu our buildings, but you taught us about Vastu. So it was such a treat. And I'm looking forward to getting steeped in that knowledge again. Wonderful. Yeah. So tell us first of all, what is Vastu?
2: So Vastu uh, means building, and Vastu Shastra. Shastra means science. It is the science of building, and it comes from an ancient body of knowledge called the Vedas. Uh, one part of the Vedas is called Atharvaveda, and uh, in Atharvaveda you find many things your listeners are familiar with, like yoga, meditation. Pranayama, breathing techniques. uh, Danarveda, the science of self-defense. uh, Veda, the science of healing. Um, Vastu, the science of architecture. And Jyotish, which is the science of the stars and how they affect us. And so it's really uh, kind of a self-help, um, improve the quality of your life part of the Vedas. And uh, so yeah, Vastu, ancient seers, uh, Sat in deep meditation and observed the workings of the universe and wrote down how the impact of earth, water, fire, air, and space affected our physiology and our daily life, all the aspects of our life, our health, our finances, prosperity, our our relationships, and, and what we came here to do on this planet, our life purpose. And so, yeah, it's a very uh, vast science, uh, very connected to astrology and Ayurveda. They are called the sister sciences. And again, uh, Ayurveda aims to balance the five elements in the physical body. When they're out of balance, you may feel some dis-ease or illness. And Vastu takes that a step further to the balance the five elements in the body of your body, your, your home. Your, uh, your workplace. And then Jyotish is also connected to the, the five elements. Um, whenever the planets are are compromised in your, your astrological chart, which is basically your guard, guide to enlightenment or good health on this planet, um, then you can see some illness may creep in or some issues with health or issues with relationships, issues with career, issues with your prosperity. So they're all very interconnected. In fact, when I learned Vastu, you had to learn uh, astrology as well, because when you design a house from scratch, you had to know the the, the owner of the uh, house's chart in order to mm-hmm. come up with a formula for the length and the width and the height of the, the building and all the doors and the windows and within a quarter of an inch. So yeah. So that, that, that house would vibrate in harmony with that family.
0: Wow.
1: That's, that's fascinating. My
0: goodness. Yeah. I had, I actually had no idea about that part. So that's, that's really cool to learn. I'm curious, like, how did you get into this work?
2: So I was very fortunate in the, The late 60s, there was a young architect, and I happened to be walking down the street in San Francisco. Someone said there was a lecture being given uh, about meditation, and I went up in this uh, building and this up some stairs, and there was Maharishi Mahesh Yogi, the Beatles guru, and uh, he was talking about meditation. And uh, this is a period where um, many people, as today, we're using recreational drugs and uh, he was talking about how we have this amazing consciousness and that we can experience so much more uh, with our mind than we are readily experiencing. And people were using drugs to expand that container of the mind to experience these other levels of awareness and consciousness and, but he said, Drugs were like a dynamite, and so that being putting, it like putting a dynamite, some dynamite in your mind. So I re- that stuck with me. I stopped anything else I was doing that was extracurricular at the time, and I began meditation. And he, uh, I went up and talked to him after the lecture, and he said, "You know, we could. You really use you to design some buildings in Rishikesh, and uh, come when you can." And so I, uh, within a few months, I went to Rishikesh. I stayed there for a couple of years and it was at Marishi's feet that I learned this science of Vastu. It's really, he was talking about colors and proportion and orientation. And, and I really, uh, up until that time, I thought architecture was form follows function, which is the standard thing that architects do and they design buildings with they which they think are beautiful but they don't consider how the buildings make you feel and and how it affects these aspects of your life your career your finances your relationships and your health so that once i learned that that's the only thing i wanted to do is vastu type of architecture and so when i came back from india i was very fortunate to be on the Design team for the first Microsoft building and some buildings for Boeing, where I got to utilize this knowledge. And people kept asking me, "What can you do?" I love my house. I know it's probably not Vastu or Vastu compliant, and uh, had learned uh, all about how everything's made of energy um, from Vastu and. If you can manipulate that energy at a subtle level, like you do with a mantra in meditation, then you can transform the energy in any house, any building uh, to support this uh, feeling of ease. Uh, Many people, many of your listeners may have been uh, in a house or or office and you feel uncomfortable. It's because One or more of the five elements is out of balance, earth, water, fire, air, and space. And so in Vastu, what we're doing is we're aligning the building and your body to solar energy from the east and magnetic energy from the north and balancing those five elements. So yeah, we're very fortunate to meet him and uh, learn uh, the science uh, from him and astrology as well. And Ayurveda too, I mean, they're all so interconnected. In fact, you can look at someone's astrological chart and then you look at the floor plan of their apartment or their house and it matches up perfectly. And when when someone moves to a different planetary period in their chart, they gravitate towards other floor plans. And in the floor plans, you can see the planets that are compromised and that how they relate to your chart so very very interconnected and then then certain kinds of ayurvedic types of issues will come up in the body that are also aligned with all those uh features of the of the planets in that in the floor plan and in the chart
1: curious michael so you know you've always come out physically to look at like you looked at my home you looked at our plants Is there anybody who's kind of tuning in? Is there something that they can do Vastu-wise without you there? Because we get people from all over the country.
2: Sure. I mean, for for many, many years, I I traveled uh, all over the world to do Vastu. um, But there was always places that I couldn't go to, like Mongolia and (laughs) Russia and China and different places um, that I wasn't able to go to at the time. And so people would send me their, a sketch just on a napkin or, or uh, you know, on the, on the computer, they would take a picture of a little sketch of their floor plan. And from that, I could do analyze it, figure out where energy was getting stuck and how it was affecting their health, their career, their finances and relationships. And I would send them the energetic tools, we call those yantras, to uh, get that stuck energy to start moving. And so uh, anyone could email me uh, just like that. Uh, we have an online service for Vastu at, at our uh, website, VastuCreations.com. But there are some simple things that anyone can do um, to help align them with these forces of nature. So one is the direction you sleep. Uh has a lot to do with the quality of our sleep, whether we wake up feeling refreshed or not. And uh, it all has to do with, again, aligning your physical body with these forces of nature. So, and this was talked about in the Vedas. So positive magnetic energy comes from the north and our body is like a magnet, the positive polarities in your head. So if you are sleeping with your head, or your headboard on a north wall, it's like bringing two positive ends of magnets together. They repel, it disturbs the blood flow, the circulation and then digestion. And uh, if you sleep in any other direction, except north, northwest or northeast, this uh, cycle, uh, magnetic cycle is completed and you will sleep deeper. And I've been involved in a bunch of studies where they'll take 50 patients recovering from similar surgery in a hospital. And they'll hook them up to EEG machines to measure uh, and and other machines to measure their REM state, which is the the indicator for how deeply you're sleeping. And the studies I've been involved in will have 25 patients with their headboard on a north wall and 25 with their headboard on a south wall. And what they find after three days, the patients with their headboards to the south will have longer and more REM states, which is meaning they're deep sleeping more deeply. They had less complications from the surgery, recovering much more quickly. So it, it, that's one thing you can do. Just take a look with your iPhone compass or on Google Maps, see what direction your headboard is in. If you have the possibility to move it in any direction, but north, northwest or northeast, uh, that would be great. If you can't, just try throwing your pillow on the other end of the bed and see how that goes for a couple of weeks. 99% people say they will, uh, after three or four days, will uh, feel more rested, uh, more alert when they wake up.
1: It's the end, um, yeah, go ahead. yeah, go ahead. it Yeah, would you say south or west is better or it doesn't matter?
2: So south... Is really good if you have any kind of health complications, um, because it 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 really does complete the magnetic cycle. West or east are fine as well, but uh, south is best if you you have some kind of health issue. Um, for kids that are under twelve, they're in a growth period, you know, intellectually and physically. East is good, and mm-hmm. then. When they start to get stressed and as they're in their teens and things, South is a little bit better, but West is fine as well. And the other thing to align yourself to the force of nature, we spend a lot of time working or doing something creative during the day. And the direction you face has a huge impact. And I I spend a lot of time at Intel and Amazon and, other uh, uh, businesses to help people be more productive. And this is something simple that we do is try to get them to face certain directions so they can be more productive. And again, this all comes from some studies that I've been involved in where they'll take uh, 100 uh, kids with similar IQ and they divide them into four groups. One will face north, one faces east, one faces south, and one faces west. And they again hook them up to EEG machines to measure their brainwaves while they're studying and taking the test. And they find the kids that that the kids facing north or east do about 20% better on the test. Oh, wow. And they're again aligning with that magnetic energy or the solar energy. The solar energy feeds the right brain, the creative part of the mind and the lunar, or I mean the magnetic. Lunar energy uh, supports the left brain analytical part of the mind. So the kids that face north did better on the math, and the kids that face east did better on the creative part of the test.
0: Yeah, I will have to say that this made a huge impact at Boo. And sometimes we would on our own rearrange the offices, and then yeah. Laura would come in and she'd be like, "No, this isn't going to work. We need to rearrange the desk. You need to face the right way." And so eventually, we we learned. Yeah, which way we could face at the boo, um at our boo facility, but it was it was implemented. Very yeah, good.
1: people people came in, new people who hadn't experienced okay. your training, and okay. they would rearrange and move the desks around. Yeah, yeah. and I come in and yeah, <laughs> <It's> a, <laughs> no, there's there's a reason it was the way it was. And let me explain it to you.
0: Yeah. And it, the we had such a good energy in that facility. People would um, come in and they would just be like, it feels so light here and there's so much positivity. And I'm sure a lot of that had to do with the different things we implemented.
2: As yeah. well as Laura, everybody oh. loved it. Yes, of course. Well,
1: yeah. I don't know about that, but yeah, that's very kind. But no, we would do mantras. We would do, like you had mantras that you had us repeat every day and jamie yeah. did was a lot of the you know did, repeated a lot of the mantras every morning you know facing in the i guess we we faced east when we did the, all the mantras yeah and to activate all the yantras that the corrective yantras that you put around the building right yeah and so- then there's
2: that healing mantra that i think was infused into all the boo foods i don't know if that's still happening oh. but-
0: our intention. Yes.
2: Yeah, yeah. As long, Jamie, as long as you're listening or doing it, it's getting there.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, we would we would set the intention every day. Wonderful. And, um, and plus, we had um the OM mantra, the OM chant going. Oh, nice.
2: Wonderful. Yeah.
1: In in the production area, and then and also in the offices. Uh huh. So, Wonderful. and people would just randomly come in and say, "Wow, it feels so good in here."
2: it makes a big difference. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But I interrupted you. We were talking about the direction of work. Yes. For productivity. And so it's North and East is best.
2: Yeah. North or East and not Northeast, uh, but yeah. Okay. North is really specifically good for anything to do with accounting and analytic analyzing things. And, a lot of my clients are IT people, North is very good. And then the creative people, if you're doing anything creative, music or writing or or even marketing or anything like that, East is is particularly good. Either one is fine. But yeah, I just noticed so much that, you know, when people face West or East, uh, West or South, they just don't have the same focus, stamina, um, as, as the, the uh, people facing those other, uh, the north or east makes mm-hmm. a big difference. And again, it's just aligning yourself. That's what Vasu is. It's aligning yourself with the forces of nature, it's designing in ha- harmony with nature.
1: What about for spiritual practice, Michael? What yeah, you- you know,
2: meditating facing east, prayers. Mm-hmm. Your prayers are more powerful uh, if you can face east because. It's a creative thing that you're doing, you know you're working in co-creation with the divine. My uh, wife is um, uh, has an altars course coming up where she teaches people to utilize the beautiful things that they've come across in their life and to arrange them in a specific way and then to set it up uh, uh, an altar. She has different directional altars, but some of the main ones, especially for health, it would be on the east wall. So it makes a big difference for sure.
1: And you you all have a beautiful altars book that I think we got it Boo, It just, it was amazing Yep, you got that. Yeah, incredible, incredible altars. Maybe, can you flip through just to show some of the amazing altars? I was blown away when I saw them, it's sure. like-
2: um, Let's see if I can see this. <laughs>
0: Yeah. So for people that are mm-hmm. listening, um, yeah, we have a book here called, it's called Altars of Power and Grace. Is that what it's called? Yes. And Michael is showing us different pictures of altars at the, I'm assuming that the book will teach you how to set up for different purposes. Yes,
2: yes for sure.
1: Right. If you have an intention to bring something into your life, you can set up an, an altar around it. Let's say there
2: there, there are eight different altars, you know, one for health, one for prosperity, one for helpful people in your life. One, if you're in a crisis and you're going through some transition in your life um, for career, um, creativity, if you're a writer, all kinds of different altars.
0: So I have a bit of a selfish question, but <laughs> uh-huh. we'll, we'll throw it out. So me and Laura are actually both going through, we're going through a shift uh, of a different I'm way. Gonna,
1: like, oh my gosh, like, I was going to ask that question too, Jamie.
0: You were going to ask, oh my gosh, that's so funny. <laughs> we're both moving out of Rahu into Jupiter in the next few weeks. Is there a specific altar? Um, we
1: should explain what Rahu
2: is. So or maybe
1: Michael could Michael explain Michael can explain <laughs> <that>. <laughs>
2: So, so, Rahu is not a planet, and k two is not a planet. These are uh, planetary nodes of the moon. They're an in the intersection of the moon and Earth's elliptical path. And so they definitely affect us. And uh, Rahu, is um, a lot of people fear Rahu like they fear Saturn, you know, they're all the planets are there to help us grow and evolve and to challenge us in some way. But uh, Rahu is you can think of it as your desires and K2 is your uh your ability to uh intuit and and uh see the deeper meaning of life and they both are there to help you let go of anything that's in your way to grow spiritually any attachments so so rahu i'm in rahu too and people say oh it's a very terrible period or you know challenging period i haven't found it to be the case but we um like you guys i am i'm doing certain remedies one remedy for rahu is feeding the birds every day and there's certain mantras to chant and things like that um but yeah it, you look at anybody that's famous like the beatles or you know anybody in any field and a lot of times they'll be in a rahu period where they're they're flourishing and uh growing because it gives you the ambition to drive the the desire to achieve something greater in your life so and what, then what year
1: you, how, what what year are you in in rahu how, um, how i'm it?
2: about halfway through
1: okay
2: now towards the end it can happen that there is some kind of let go, letting go of of something something big. Sometimes it can be a little bit uncomfortable. Just know that it's just very, very temporary. and then you you're going into you're both going into Jupiter, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah we've that we both have about a month left of Rahu,
2: so so Jupiter is, you know you, it's it's expansive, optimistic, hopeful. It's going to be you know, uh, much, much easier and, and, uh, and beautiful, you know, Jupiter is the, the planet that really blesses our spiritual growth, spiritual knowledge, spiritual growth, and, and um, financial growth as well. So it should be good for you guys. Definitely.
1: Yeah. And you may
2: have to let go of something right at the end there. Okay. So you make that transition and it's a good Um, thing.
1: Okay. Yeah, no, we had to make the transition from, you know, having our own plant to co-packers during the last year of Rahu here. So it was a major, major transition. Um, But I think, were you going to ask about what, you know, what we should do in terms of balancing or floor plans or something like that is that what you're going to ask jamie
0: yeah like is there anything we can do to like invite in the jupiter energy or you know anything we should change or adjust knowing that we're moving into this shift
2: it's always good to do a vastu tune tune up when you're and and get a reading and an astrology reading Mm -hmm. to see what's coming and how you can utilize the energies of the planet's uh, as you move into these uh, different periods, so yeah,
0: yeah okay, yeah i'm I'm amazed, Michael, at how your knowledge is so um you're not just focused on vastu, you're so knowledgeable in all these different sister sciences, and they all really do like work together and, you know, they're a complete system. And so really, like, Someone, someone might go to maybe someone else who's only knows Vastu, but it it it's nice that you have a holistic view of everything and give people I, a whole picture.
2: I, I think it's really important. You know, you go to uh, get a uh, pulse reading from an Ayurvedic doctor, and they can tell certain things and they give you certain herbs. Um, but to get the whole picture and to you know the karma comes from the, the astrology chart. So if you don't uh, do the remedies for that, then it could come back again. And then your environment's, in fact, affecting you all the time. And if you don't do the remedies for that, then, you know, some stress will creep in. It's all about stress, reducing stress. And, uh, and uh, you know, uh, I experienced early in my life, I I was a, had a great sweet tooth. And uh, I, I know Laura's story a little bit, and mine's not that much different uh uh I grew up on chocolate donuts and frost frosty flakes and <laughs> Kellogg's frosted flakes and all, all those
1: <laughs> me too Kellogg's frosted flakes that was breakfast uh, yeah. every morning
2: yeah and Tony's uh, tiger <laughs> yeah and that was usually a treat in the box and stuff <laughs> so you look forward to that um but uh at some point in my early teens, I, a doctor said, you know, you're like hypoglycemic. I, I kind of felt always like in class after, <laughs> after lunch or after breakfast, even because my breakfast was chocolate donuts or the frosted Flakes, I would feel a slump. And, uh, you know, people weren't talking about it. And and I had trouble focusing and all those kinds of things. And, uh, early on, I realized, well, this, you know, sugar is definitely not good. And I, I searched forever to find, you know, some kind of substitute and, uh, the monk fruit that you guys use in, the in the boo foods, um, is the only one that just completely seems to not affect the glycemic level. And, um, and, uh, so yeah, I'm, uh, a big fan of, uh, boo foods for that, um, um, and, and I only use, you know, the the monk fruit drops in, in tea and, and things like that, because it just doesn't affect uh, me as much, for sure.
1: Yeah. So. I think people are, in general, aren't aware of the impact in, of sugar in their lives
2: especially around the holiday holidays you
1: know. yeah it just you wonder why
2: people get so depressed and you know it's not just family and so all the kinds of things that you're eating at that time too
1: exactly exactly and i don't know if jamie shared that she's actually going to india oh in january to study ayurveda
2: wonderful where where are you going to uh pune then
0: I'm going yeah I'm going with Moss's Moss and his group um we're going to a new Ayurveda clinic oh
2: the, okay is yeah, it I, the same organization or yes okay
0: yeah it's part of the same organization so it's every everything's around the Mumbai area and then we'll go out into the countryside at this like eco village for the clinical portion of the studies and then into this back into the city at the university
2: Great. great, Laura. Are you around January thirteenth? I am. So, uh, I'll send you some information. Um, we're doing a, a world peace altar at Soul of Yoga in. Uh, in oh, in, in, oh, really? Yeah, and it's, it's going to be a nice event. Moss was going to come, but then this trip came up and all that. So, yeah, that'd be great. Um, I'll, I'll send you the information.
1: Yeah that that sounds amazing. Yeah. I always find I'm up in the Encinitas area these days. You know, I always find that I'm up in the Encinitas oh, area yeah. these days. Sure. It seems like uh, that's where all the spiritual stuff is happening, the kirtans and things like that.
2: Yoga is which... an example of the world.
1: Mm. Is yeah. it?
2: Okay. I mean, probably because of Yogananda. I don't Yeah. Yeah,
1: makes makes sense. Yeah. So what else can people do in their lives? You know, because it is such um such a tumultuous time in world history there's so much violence and war and unrest and division
2: i mean i'm very optimistic i think this year is going to be a lot easier for people if they are aligned with their dharma if they're doing their integrity with what they came here to do and you know that's why i love astrology it just gives you such insights into what your purpose is and what your gifts are, and so you can start, you know, gravitating in in that direction. Um, so it, it just gets um, the 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 road or the path just gets so much easier uh, if you're if you know your chart, if you know your your uh, Vedic astrology chart. So I I encourage everybody to get a reading from somebody. Um, I, I, I'm available, but there are so many other people out there that are good at it as well.
1: Can you talk about the difference between Western astrology and Vedic astrology?
2: Sure, sure. So Western astrology is based on the tropical zodiac, and it's where the planets were 2000 years ago. If you were to ask an astronomer where the planets were when you were born, that's called Z- sidereal zodiac. And uh, that's what, the vedic astrology is based on now in western astrology they go by the sun sign the sun sign uh, changes every 30 days and and again it's based on a whole different system that is not accurate uh, not the true placement of the planets and then uh vedic astrology is based on your rising sign you know what uh where the planets were when when you were born and the, the sun was riding, rising in a certain if you looked at the eastern horizon, the sun was rising in a certain constellation you know depending on what sign you are. And that changes every two and a half hours. So be, the difference between 30 days and two and a half hours, you know you can see how it gets just so much more um, accurate, especially when you're looking at trying to predict something. So I'm also a a Vedic medical astrology, which is kind of interesting in that, uh, you know, in the the olden days, many, many thousands of years ago in India, there would be the Vastu consultant to help you build your house uh, according to your chart. And then the Vedic medical astrology would be there. It's kind of cue you in on what kind of illnesses could come up and what what you can do to prevent it and how long that illness might last and you know what you can do, and then the Ayurvedic doctor would provide those remedies. So uh, it's just a, a very interesting science um, to see you know what's coming, how do you prepare yourself, and all, all that. Yeah.
0: So how can folks work with you? And it sounds like. You kind of have a complete package. They you can they can get their chart. You can yes. do a medical reading, and then you can look at their house and give sure. them remedies. Because I mean, these- most people, I'm assuming, do you also offer architecture services if people are building a new sure. home?
2: Yes, yes, we we do that as well. Okay. So it's at VastuCreations.com under services, you'll see yearly reading or medical astrology reading or compatibility reading. As well as the Vastu consultation, uh, as well as uh, and and within all of that, I'm an Ayurvedic uh, practitioner as well. You will get uh, Ayurvedic um, tips as well in your astrology reading and in your Vastu consult. So,
1: yeah, I so. remember in mine, you know, you had colors I should wear, colors to stay away from. Yes, gemstones to wear, gemstones to stay away from. It's very, very comprehensive, very detailed. So I highly recommend it. Um, just one thing, you know, most people live in places, you know, their places are already built, so they're yes. not building really a new home. You know, are there things that you can do to remedy with it with in an existing home, even though it's not oriented in in the ideal direction?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean uh that's that's what i was talking about before the online consult is you you just send me a little sketch if you have a floor plan or if you just make one and take a picture with your iphone or your camera and send it to me and from that i can tell you exactly what we can do to uh, balance the five elements and uh Uh, just do it yourself kind of thing or some people choose to do a zoom call where i walk around the house and help them place these energy correction devices or yantras um, to get the energy to start moving again wherever it's stuck And and if it's stuck in the southwest it might affect your career if it's stuck in the southeast it might affect your health if it's stuck in the northeast it might affect your prosperity and if it's stuck in the northwest it can affect relationships. So.
1: Yeah, I know that our plant was oriented completely wrong. Right. You know, it was like where everything went out and came in. It was in the south direction. And so we had, you know, um, we had water features. We had yantras, mantras. You know, we had um, crystals in different places just to correct everything. Um, can you talk a little bit about the tune-up like i had my house done you know when i i don't know it's probably been seven eight years since you were here yeah can you talk about the tune-up What and how often should people get a tune-up
2: yeah i mean especially you say you're moving into a different planetary um a period um and when whenever there's some kind of transition usually people do it every year every couple years to get a tune-up and and just keep everything really balanced. Sometimes, you know, a yantra it disappears from a cleaning lady or something <laughs> like that. So we just uh, refresh everything and um, see if what what's going on in 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 your life. If there's any health changes or career changes or relationship changes, so um, just tune everything up so everything's in line to keep you moving forward with grace
1: yes now i have to have you come down are are you still in carlsbad area yeah 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 Yeah, Yeah. yeah great great wow well you've got a lot going on with you know the altars class with your wife with what's happening on um, January 13th is that something people can tune into the January 13th yes
2: yes um yeah you we can go her. to soul of and you'll see the upcoming events and, and it'll be it should be on there and so it, it's either um live with the zoom or people can come in person if they live in the area or there's also it's going to be recorded and so you can order the recording and we're trying. We're we're going to have people in there wherever they happen to be on the planet make their own little altar and participate in their own way, so that we have this world peace yeah. altar in every area of the planet. Wow. And, uh, it's all about you know everything is a vibration. It's energy, and the more people are focused in on uplifting that energy the more it will make a difference
0: yeah i mean that's an incredible service you know that you are doing with the soul of yoga so thank you for that and we'll definitely share that
2: okay Um, talk about that
0: yeah with our with our community
2: yeah i think see if i can send a flyer so you can post it or whatever
1: that would be perfect right yeah, yeah we, could, we could post it on our Instagram to let people yeah. know about it. I love yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Yeah, And so so your website, again, is
0: vastucreations.com.
1: Yeah. Dot com. yeah. Yep.
0: And I'll have that in the show notes. And is it OK if I put your email in the show notes as well?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, yeah, sure. People can email me if they have questions for sure. And uh, and then we have Instagram, too, Vostu Creations, and YouTube channel, vastucreations Creations, and Okay.
0: I'll add those as well.
2: Sure. Mm -hmm. I think it's in the email I sent back to you, uh, Jamie.
0: Oh, perfect. Perfect. So I'll put those in the show notes as well. So people can find all the ways to connect with you there.
2: Wonderful. Thank you so much for doing this.
1: Yeah. Thank you for, for agreeing to come on. And again, for people who are interested, you know, Michael's readings are, it's like you get like a book of information. So it's it's so much value that you receive from from those from those readings. Thank you. Yeah. And I still I use them to this day. You know, Wonderful. I try and stay away from gray. I'm not supposed to wear that. And yeah. So <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Laura, and thank you for what you do. I mean, there's I, I don't know anybody else that that's uh, creating, you know, something sweet, but that's really good for you. You know? Well it's
1: it's a team effort, you know. It's I I've got I've got the dream team. Wonderful doing everything with Jamie and the whole team. So couldn't couldn't do it alone, that's for sure. Not mm-hmm. even close. So but thank you for thank you for acknowledging that. And again, thank you for the work that you do for the world. It's it certainly has benefited me, benefited my team and our all of our customers.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: definitely thank you so much all right, all right well
0: yeah thanks again thank and happy holidays and we'll yes, chat yes
2: thank okay. you bye-bye, bye-bye. Anything, anything let me know all right okay.
0: thank, you. thank you
2: bye-bye bye-bye